This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Well, the headline in the paper reads, Huge B.C. Money Laundering Investigation Pivots to Drugs and Guns. Sam Cooper is the investigative reporter with Post Media who has written this piece, and he joins us on the line to talk a bit more about it. Sam, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks, Jill. Uh, talk a little bit. Uh, we uh, can't go through everything because uh, there are a lot of details, uh, a lot of twists and turns in this story. But maybe give us a bit of a recap on how this started uh, with uh, the e-pirate money laundering investigation and how things developed. Yes, for uh, months now, um, I've been reporting on uh, the RCMP's e-pirate investigation, which was into a network of organized criminals that developed a, a really... Uh, clever scheme to, to launder hundreds of millions in uh, drug cash from the streets of BC through BC casinos. And the method was to uh, recruit VIP whale gamblers, as they're called in the gambling world, um, from China, and then fund them with drug cash when they arrived. Um, mostly, it was usually at uh, Richmond's River Rock Casino. And these whale gamblers could, could gamble and launder their money in that way. So that um, investigation has has reached a point where it's it's starting to wind down. There's some charges already. More charges are expected. But um, the, the the new story that I've got into really um, speaks to the RCMP developed just a massive amount of evidence and surveillance of this network of criminals. And uh, within that surveillance and the intelligence they developed, they've got new leads about how these same people are involved in other criminal areas of BC's economy, such as gun sales, uh, drug labs, drug trafficking, fentanyl uh, dealing, and money laundering in real estate. Uh, and it does seem like uh, just so many different offshoots, so like you said, going from uh, focusing on, on casinos and money laundering to all of these different uh, types of criminal activity. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another huge, you know, theme and part of this story is it's it's really uh, the you know in the police world they call it transnational money laundering, and it's about how uh, money, a large amount of money, a massive amount of money from uh, mainland China, can come into BC where very wealthy people, um, sometimes they may be legitimate business persons. Um, Certainly the evidence I have is a number of them are definitely alleged organized criminals. So these whale gamblers can get their huge wealth out of China, avoiding uh, China's tight capital export controls. And then by connecting with criminals in D.C., they can uh, get that wealth into casinos and into assets like real estate, other other developments. So once that... Um, once that uh, channel is developed, then, of course, it branches off into other areas of the economy. And what this news story shows is uh, really international-based criminals that are mostly, you know, uh, doing business in the language of Mandarin have developed connections with, you know, the BC gangsters that uh, reporters like Kimball and that the Sun have been uncovering for years, such as the Red Scorpions. And they are a, a dial-dope gang that's, that's known for really virulent uh, street dealing in D.C. and uh, extreme violence, such as the Surrey Six Swings. So my story is sort of getting into the international channels and how that money, when it comes from offshore, is connecting with uh, bad, bad parts of the economy in D.C.
Uh, and your story also goes into uh, how uh, guns were acquired uh, and uh, mansions and how uh, people moved around and such. Were you surprised at all by uh, just the sheer number uh, of guns purchased and how things unfolded that way? Um, uh, one thing I tell people is the more I do this story, the less surprised I am, just the more horrified I am. <laughs> And there's things that at this point I, I know that I, I can't yet report, but I, I can tell your listeners that we this is just a, an amazingly um, toxic and dangerous situation for BC. But in the story, I really didn't go too deep into the gun trafficking angle. But yes, we're seeing concerns that hunting supply stores are getting investment from offshore. And then, uh, according to the allegations, there's people that are part of this sort of world of casino um, criminals that are buying restricted guns and then uh, delivering them into the hands of gangsters. And how that ties into the, the real estate money laundering angle, it appears that these uh, these violent gangsters living in luxury homes, um, you know, the, the police... We're watching them, and you can see these uh, high-end SUVs pulling in and out with, with it was proven, drugs and guns in hidden compartments. But the homes are owned on, uh, on paper by, um, I guess, a class of owner that's become a bit notorious, and that's housewives and homemakers, who uh, people like uh, Dave Eby, uh, when he was a uh, housing uh, critic with the NDP and the opposition, exposed that uh, people without the income to own, you know, uh, homes of, of worth up to $30 million have them on title. So that makes them a nominee or a front buyer. And that's something that uh, I expose in this current story. Uh, because I think people uh, will be interested or perhaps horrified as well. Uh, it's one thing to talk about money laundering and uh, and not to say it's OK, but it doesn't it doesn't get into somebody's life if you're not involved in it. It's quite another when we talk about these houses and places filled with drug labs. And like you said, people driving around with these hidden compartments and vehicles filled with weapons. For sure. And, you know, it's my impression that for years in, in British Columbia, there was an attitude of complacency as if money laundering is a, a white collar crime only. And it's sort of a colorful part of life in this uh, in this interesting province. But that couldn't be further from the truth. Criminals need to uh, buy assets like real estate to conduct their crimes, whether it's, um, you know, staging points. For, uh, for murders, storing uh, caches of weapons, having drug labs, or stashing drugs where you can have these parades of SUVs coming in and out and, and dealing uh, these uh, life-taking drugs. So the money laundering has to occur in real estate in B.C. for these violent criminal gains to grow their um, their dark empires, really. And that's something that the people of B.C. are coming to understand more and I believe there's a feeling of um, outrage and anger that's going to be focused at, uh, you know, bureaucrats and politicians in B.C. and Canada if more action isn't taken on this side. Uh, indeed, uh, I think you're uh, absolutely right. Sam, we'll have to leave it there. We're out of time, but thank you so much. I look forward to your future reports on this as well. Great. Thanks, Joe. All right. That is Sam Cooper. He is an investigative reporter with Post Media. You can check out his latest piece. It is uh, titled... It is titled Huge BC Money Laundering Investigation. 
pivots to drugs and guns. Some fascinating, fascinating findings. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.